0: Chapter One of Poppy's Presents. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Esther Ben Simonides. Poppy's Presence by Mrs. O. F. Walton. Chapter One. The Little Red Cloak. The great cathedral bell was striking twelve. Slowly and solemnly it struck, and as it did so, people looked at their watches and altered their clocks for everyone in the great city kept time by that grave old bell. Everyone liked to hear it strike, but the school children liked it best of all, for they knew that with the last stroke of twelve lessons would be over, and they would be able to run home to dinner. "'Good morning, children,' said Miss Benson the mistress. "'Good morning, ma'am,' said the girls, and then they marched out like soldiers in single file. So quiet they were, so grave, so orderly they went, almost as solemnly as the old bell itself, but only till they reached the school door then they broke up into a merry noisy crowd running and shouting chasing each other from side to side jumping hopping and skipping as they went down the street oh dear what a noise them children do make said old mrs north as she got up and shut her cottage door but the noise soon died away for the children were hungry and they were hurrying home to dinner what is that little bit of red we see in front of the crowd it is a little girl in a scarlet cloak and she is turning down a long straight road which leads into the heart of the city let us follow her and see where she is going she is very tidily dressed there is a clean white holland pinafore under the scarlet cloak and although her shoes are old they are well patched and mended but she is turning into a very poor part of the city the streets are getting narrower and more crowded and they are getting darker too for the quaint old-fashioned houses overhang the pavement and so nearly meet overhead that very little light or air can get into the dismal street below still on and on goes the little red cloak and now she is turning down a court on the left-hand side of the street an open court it ought to be with a row of houses on each side and an open space in the middle but it is not an open space to-day for it is everybody's washing day in Greyfriars court and long lines are stretched from side to side and shirts and petticoats and stockings and all manner of garments are waving in the breeze the little red cloak threads her way underneath sometimes the corner of a wet towel hits her in the face sometimes she has to bend almost double to get underneath a dripping blanket or sheet "'but she makes her way through them all "'and passes on to the last house in that long, diggy court, "'and as she does so, she notices a little crowd of women "'standing by her mother's door. "'There's old Mrs. Smith leaning up on her crushes, "'and Sarah, Aunt Spavin, and her mother, "'and Mrs. Lee with her baby in her arms, "'and Mrs. Holiday, with Tommy and Freddie and Aunt Eliza. "'And as she looks up, she sees several faces "'looking out of the windows overhead. "'What could be the matter? "'Had anything happened to her mother? "'Was her mother dead? "'That was her first thought, poor child.' But nobody was looking particularly grave, and they laughed as they caught sight of the little red cloak coming under the white sheets and tablecloths. "'Why, well, here's Poppy,' said Mrs. Holliday, as she came up to them. "'Well, Poppy,' cried another, "'have you heard the news?' "'Your mother's got a present for you, Poppy,' said Sarah and Spavin. "'You'd better hurry in and have a look at it.' "'A present for me?' said the child. "'What is it?' "'But the women only laughed and bade her go and see.' and the faces at the window overhead laughed too and said there was such a thing as having too much of a good thing poppy passed them all and went in and she heard her mother's voice calling to her to come upstairs her mother was in bed and she beckoned poppy to come up to her poppy child she said rather sorrowfully i've got a present for you just what the neighbors had told her and the child wondered more and more what this present could be it was a very long time now since poppy had had a present she had never had one since her father went away and it was six months since he had left them. Poppy often wondered where he had gone. Her mother never talked about him now, and the neighbors sometimes shook their heads when he was mentioned, and said he was a bad man. But he had often brought Poppy a present on a Saturday night when he got his wages. Sometimes he brought her a packet of sweets, sometimes an apple, and once a beautiful box of Doll's Tea things. But since he went away there had been no presents for Poppy. Her mother had had to work very hard to get enough money to pay the rent, and to get bread for them to eat. There was no money to spare for anything else. What could this present be, about which all the neighbors knew? "'Look here, Poppy,' said her mother, and she pointed to a little bundle of flannel lying on one side of the bed. Poppy went round and peeped into it, and there she saw her present—a tiny baby with a very red face, and a quantity of black hair, and with its little fists holding in small fat cheeks. "'Oh, what a beauty!' said Poppy, in an awestruck voice. "'Is it for me, mother?' "'Yes,' said the mother with a sigh, "'it's for you, Poppy.' "'But that isn't all,' said old Mrs. Trundle, who was standing at the foot of the bed. "'That's only half your present, Poppy. Look here.' And in her arms Poppy saw another bundle, and when she had opened it, lo and behold, what should there be but another little baby, also with a very red face, and plenty of black hair, and with its little fist holding its fat cheeks. Two of them?' said Poppy in amazement. "'Are you sure they are both for us, Mother?' "'Yes, they are both for us,' said the poor woman. "'Both for us, Poppy.' "'Who sent them?' asked the child. "'God sent them, poor little things,' said her mother, looking sorrowfully at the two little bundles. "'Are they God's presents to me?' asked Poppy. "'Yes, to you and to me, Poppy,' said her mother. "'There's nobody else to look after them.' "'Ah, you'll have your work set now, Poppy,' said old Mrs. Trundle. "'But Poppy did not think of the work just then. Two dear little babies, and for her own!' she was very very happy she could scarcely eat any dinner although mrs lee took her across the court into her house that she might get some with her children and it was a great trial to her when her mother told her she must go back to school as usual you'll get little enough schooling now go while you may poppy she said the excitement in the court was not over when the child passed down it on her way to school the neighbors came to the doors when they caught sight of her red cloak and some of them said poor poppy and some of them shook their heads mournfully without saying anything the child could not understand why they all pitied her so much she thought they ought to be glad that such a nice present had come for her on her way to school poppy passed under a curious old gateway which had been built many hundred years ago and which still stood in the old wall of the city under the shadow of this ancient bar was a shop such a pretty shop poppy thought it and it was very seldom that she went under the gateway without stopping to look in at the window for there sitting in a row and looking out at her were a number of dolls beautiful wax dolls with curly hair and blue eyes and pink cheeks and poppy had never had a wax doll of her own Her only doll was an old wooden creature with no real hair and with long straight arms She could never even sit down for her back and her legs would not bend And when poppy came home and looked at her after she had been gazing in the toy shop window. She thought her very ugly indeed One day as poppy was standing under the bar a lady and a little girl came up to the shop The little girl was just as tall as poppy and she stood beside her gazing at the row of dolls i should like that one mother she said the one with the yellow hair and a red necklace that was poppy's favorite too she would have chosen that one she said to herself the lady had gone into the shop and bought the doll and poppy watched the happy little girl walk away with it in her arms and then poor poppy went into a dark corner under the bar and cried a little to herself before she went on to school if only her mother had enough money to buy her a wax doll But on the day Poppy's presence came, she did not even stop for a moment to look at the wax dolls. What stupid creatures they seemed to her now. Her babies could open and shut their eyes, and none of these dolls could do that. Her babies could move and yawn and cry and kick. They were far better than dolls. And Mother had said God had sent them. He must have known how much she had wanted one of those wax dolls, Poppy thought. End of Chapter 1